Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the latest happenings in the anime and manga world. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today again is Rock. How are you, Rock? Hey, Kevin. Great to be here. Great to have you, because I know today we're going to be talking about our best anime from this past year, saying we did our best of manga, um, which you could catch that episode on our podcast feeds, and now we're going to do anime. But before we get into that, let, uh, I wanted to do some quick housekeeping. As always, you can follow the Manga Revolution podcast on any podcast service from Spotify to Apple Podcasts. You can also follow the work Rocket I do over on the ConquerRevolution.com website where you could also find the Manga Revolution episodes if you want to find the backlogs there. Or you, you can find also the sales features that Rockin has been working on for comic books and manga. And uh, by the time this episode is live, you you could actually catch a couple features on the state of web comics when it comes to DC Comics and Marvel Comics. So I'll have the, those posted this coming week so you could catch those on the ConquerRevolution.com website. You, you can follow the Conquer Revolution on Twitter at CB Revolution and the Manga Revolution podcast on the Manga Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Hive at the Kevin Lioness and on Instagram at Kevin L007. Rock, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rock with 2K's Revolution. Awesome, Rock. Oh, well, today, Rock, we're going to be talking about our awards for uh, best anime. I know we did a top 10. That's something that you and I collaborated on, on the ConquerRevolution.com website. But this time around, we're going to actually be just giving our individual picks to be doing an award for best anime song, best fight, and best anime movie. And then we're going to be picking for each of the anime seasons. For from winter to fall of the best animes for each season. And we're going to be giving our individual picks. So we're a little bit different from the past year or even what we did it on the ConcreteRevolution.com website with our top 10. Um, where we collaborated on that one. So Rock, the best place for us to start here is the thing that for any anime to get like really noticed and really get us hyped for, for watching it is the best anime song. And what was for you this year? What was the best anime song that, that came out this year? I went with Kickback by Kenshi Yonezu. I loved it. It's a great song. It gets you pumped. It gets you all jacked up. I think it sets the proper tone for the anime that you're about to watch it, you know, especially when, you know, Chainsaw Man has, is just so outrageous. And I know there's controversy about the use of CG animation during the fight scenes and all, I'm not going to get into that now, but it, it sets, I think it gets the viewer all in the right frame of mind for what you're about to watch. It gets you excited and it gets the adrenaline going. I, th I think it's a nice match. And I, that song works so well, too, because like even the animators, when it came to adapting the yes. like they did so many inspirations of like movies and like there there's obviously stuff that of like they're going to get future characters and and all the fights that like giving you that te good tease for what's right. going to happen in the season. But I love that they went in a different direction a little bit and going into Fujimoto's love of movies yes. and then giving us so many different like movie references in the tra trailer, like just seeing that and just catching like oh that's from this scene wait what's going on and when you especially when you watch that first episode you're like what's going on why is it why are they copying this that, that never happened in the manga and then you get start realizing that this is just they're just aping a bunch of different movie scenes and like even movie scenes that you might not know and movie scenes you might may know from pulp fiction to to texas chains texas chainsaw massacre and i thought that was really cool Yes, no, it's, <laughs> I mean, the song's fantastic, and you're right, the way, the way they direct the opening with all the homages to the various movies is just incredible. I believe that, that uh, Shingo Yamashita was who uh, directed the, you know, had a hand in directing the entire intro. He, he did, he's the director and storyboard lead for the anime, and he's a huge movie fan. Yeah. As evidence, Kevin, by by what we get for me, yeah. 
what I loved, I guess my favorite homage in it, uh, Pulp Fiction's cool. I like that there was, um, oh, come on. No Country for Old Men, I thought was a really good homage. Yes, that was that a good was one. A cool one, right? Yeah. Kind of subtle. Um, I also, another one that uh, doesn't get a lot of love. I mean, uh, some of the easy ones are Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Those get a lot of love by people. They're easier to pick out. The Big Lebowski is the easy one to pick out, which I love because it's a great movie, one of my favorite movies. But they even put in an homage to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Kevin. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that's the other one I was going to say is that they had that one, too. And that was like when I caught that, I was just like, wait, is that from them? When I checked the list and I was like, oh, yeah, it is. Yes, I thought that was hilarious. Um, so there's a lot of neat little um, Easter eggs in that intro that makes it even more exciting. And than, there's um, even there's even a reference from a more, more recent movie of like Thor Love and Thunder, too. Yep, I like there's when they use the when them. they use the text. Yeah, there's tons of them. There's uh, they. I mean, he even makes some non-movie references. You see, he does a reference to Goodbye Eerie. Yeah. in it as yeah. well. That's a nice little nod to Fujimoto's one of Fujimoto's uh, other titles. And there's also a, a really great reference um, to the Divine Comedy. You know, uh, Dante's work, which is really appropriate given the obviously the subject matter. Mm. Of mm. Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the characters and stuff like that. Yeah. They did a, they, overall. They just did a good mix of oh. like, cat like even just casting the correct characters for each of the references yep. too. Like like you're what they were so spot on it on every little detail and like yes. it gets you even more excited to just watch the anime every time. And like it's just an example of like an intro you don't skip anytime you watch uh like <laughs> a new episode. And I think that's so key when you watch an intro for an anime is like you want the anime song to be something that you don't even skip no matter how many times you hear it for, for a new episode. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's I've never skipped this intro. I've never skipped it because I've been trying to pick all the movies out of it. There's one scene I, I should have picked. Once I realized what it was, I was like, oh, my God, that's it, because the movie I loved as a teenager, uh, Jacob's Ladder. Mm. And there's a great scene. Uh, there's a great scene where the kid is on the stair is on the stairwell. Well, they they do an homage to that. It's really well done. I didn't pick up that in the first couple times I watched yeah. it. Uh, so it's fun. That's why you don't. That's why you don't skip through it because it it's you want to watch it multiple multiple times to try to catch all the little scenes. And the song itself is just kick ass. It's enjoyable to hear. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think uh, for that that's a great one, and it was definitely on the top of my my list. And but. I have actually a tie, kind of almost a tie, but I uh, want to do give a quick shout out to Mix Nuts by Ofi- yes! official Hedgy for for Spike's family. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was so good. It, it gets you right in the mood of like even from the start of like the spy fan, spy aspect, and it gets into like the little kid drawings for for it. I, it worked really well uh, just to give you an overall tone of what, what it is and it, that it's going to be from Anya's perspective and everything. I think it does yeah. a really good job, but. I really can't deny when it comes to like the hype and what I just remember for this past year of anime songs, it has to be go to rumbling front for attack on Titan by Sim. Like oh, that, that song, like there's no other song that I heard this year that got me in so hyped up to watch something. And I, and this is coming from someone like me where I'm not, I haven't even watched attack on Titan before I heard that song. Right. And it got me into like, you know what? I need to just watch attack on Titan. I got to stop waiting for it. Yeah. It just works so well where like from the instant you hear the the drum, you hear yeah. that like the, the scream and everything, it just works so well to get you in the mood of just watching this and you got to watch it. And I think 
that uh, when it comes to it, like Attack on Titan did it so well, and like Sim for from er, for just the song itself gets you hyped up, and then when you watch the video of how it just flashes through like everything that the characters have gone through, all the fights, and then also where they're at right now. I think it just does it so well, especially where the tone that Attack on Titan is hitting by the the final season part two of all those story beats. It does such a good job of getting you into that and just reminding the viewers too of like everything that you have seen all these characters go through during that time. And then again, like I said, it just going into that heavy metal music, it just you can't help but get excited to watch what's going to happen next to the characters. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome choice. And I first mix nuts. I, you know, Kevin, that was the one I was going to go with at yeah. first, and I made it. It was a last minute audible, Kevin. <laughs> after we, yeah. when, when you, once you hit the record button on this podcast, I switched over to Chainsaw Man. But it was going to be mixed nuts, because <laughs> yeah. it's great for all the reasons you said. It's just, it just sets the tone perfectly for that anime. But anyhow, back to, uh, back to Attack on Titan. Yes, that's an awesome intro. I've been watching the Attack, uh, Attack on Titan anime for years now, and it, it really is an aces intro it 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 does a wonderful job of getting you in the right frame of mind to watch the anime it's it's a fantastic opening song and it does there's it's a big cast of characters and a lot's been going on it's a very dense story and it's cool to see the little reminders of okay we this happened this happened this has happened and let's go so yeah it's 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 a wonderful choice yeah, and I think it's one of those examples of like why intros are so important, where, whether yes. it's anime or even like cartoons or anything like that, especially when you have a long running series like yes. this, where so much has happened that the intro just helps remind a reader or the watcher just like, hey, this is what you're going to be expecting because these characters have been through so much. And you're just reminded of that. And I think that's what a good intro will do for you. If like when you see those characters and like from where they're starting to where they're at at that moment and when you're starting this new season. I think it does such a good job and it's the perfect example of how like why why I, I think every show needs an intro, like whether it's an anime or a live action show or whatever. I think intros get you so amped up for it and get you in the right set of uh, right mood for what you're about to watch. And again, I think like if I had to hand anybody like why why intros are so important, and why I think like even American a- animations or live action should uh, include intros this is the one of those songs that and intros that i would include as an yeah, example I totally, totally agree especially in a story like attack on titan where the characters have gone through such massive transformations and the story is so dense that you you kind of forget oh yeah that is where we started or, oh yeah that did you know that is how that character used to be or it just, it's it's highly effective and you're right I, I wish more i wish more american shows followed that kind of format I think it's just effective getting over um, just getting over the story and everything, the journey that you've been on really. And the journey you're, you're, and and even the journey that you're going to be on. And I think that like both the song that you mentioned for Chainsaw Man and and with Kickback and also like with Attack on Titan and Spy X and I think what they all do so well is get you in the mood of like, I'm going to sit down and watch this show. I'm not going to get distracted. I just end it. And the intro song, like why, why we're starting, why even we started with anime song is this is the tone setter for everything you're about to sit down and watch. And you're not going to get distracted by your phone or anything else. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's it. That's, that's saying a lot these days, Kevin. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. 
Like you got to give it the, the 23 minutes are valuable phone right. time. Right. right. <laughs> but, but the other thing I think that gets us into our next thing that we're uh, award that we're going to give out is for best fight. I think as hype as the anime songs are, I think mm-hmm. what, what we get amped up, especially when it comes to action animes or like even the more dramatic, it's the character versus character. So rock what this last year stood out to you as the best fight that you watched it or confrontation that you watched in this uh this past year this is this is a hard choice anime's given us some wonderful fights over 2022 no doubt about it i struggled with this in the end i ended up going with the epic showdown between mob Mm. and teru in episode 10 of Mob Psycho season three. And the cool thing about this fight, well, first of all, the, the animation for Mob Psycho season three is just insane. Okay. It's just bonkers, the animation. Yeah. And the fight scenes are just on crack, Kevin. They're just so insane. And that's why I love them. But what made this fight scene even more enjoyable for me is that we'd seen Teru versus Mob in the first season. And that was one of the big that was one of the first big, big fights that we got in mobs in the mob psycho anime in the first season. Right. And, yeah. and Teru was the bad guy who eventually came over to the good guy side, which you see a lot in Shonen manga for sure. But Teru is the bad guy. Mob was the good guy. What made this one so compelling beyond the brilliant animation? I don't want to undersell the animation, but beyond that, what made this so special is Teru was the good guy in this fight. And Mob was the villain. And that's what really kind of bookend everything. You know, Kevin, from the beginning of the series to the end, it well, just made such a great bookend and made it so satisfying to watch. And you know what? This was actually on my list. And oh. you kind of almost stole the one I was going to pick, <laughs> but I have a different one I'm going to pick anyways. And I would almost say that the entire last three episodes of Mob is Mob yes. versus everybody because it's not yes. just Teru. It's like a culmination of like, you go from Teru to like the claw to, I forget the bad guy for uh, uh, for from re, like Ritsu and then show and yes. everybody like he, basically everybody that uh, Mob has fought or even like his allies with the Body Improvement Club too That's right. and Reagan like everything's a combination of everything Mob has been through through all the three seasons that I, I would honestly say it's Mob versus everybody like that that last three what the last three episodes and that the terror fight you write that it kicks it off. Yeah, that and, can- and, and it just like it just escalates of meaning more and more of like everybody that mob has either fought through or has been in mob's life where you're like mob they're your friends like terror right. is your friend the body improvement club is your friend and even right. when we get to the again with reagan like they are people that all, because you were in their lives you made it better and you made their lives happier and they're trying to help you out and you're like almost like don't do this these are the people in your life like why are you doing this and you have that sensation i think that the animators did such a great job with like just escalating the fight more and more and the thing that i really appreciate about this and this like something that i gripe about with superhero comics and even uh and live action adaptions and stuff like that where and especially with when it comes to the fans is that they gripe on the little things of yeah these characters are causing a disaster like going back to the man of steel argument a little bit of like Right. Look at how many people are getting dying because of this fight and everything. And I think the mob, like versus uh, versus Teru fight, I think does a good job of setting up how, like, yeah, Teru was concerned about civilians, so he made sure to protect the civilians right away. And then there's the line of 
the entire city got evacuated. And that's all you need to know about that's why, right. like, there's this massive destruction and there's no deaths. You don't have to focus on, like, oh, man, all these people are in danger. Right. No, like, we saw Teru save people at the yep. beginning of the fight. And then there was the line of from the news report saying the entire city got evacuated because there's a natural disaster going on and they don't know. And I think that set it up so that way on the stage, all you're focused on is the fight of mob versus everybody and everybody trying to stop mob. And right. again, it's just one of the little, it's a little detail, but I appreciate it so much because again, you do want the focus from the viewer to be on m- mob needing to be stopped and how is he going to be stopped because he he is unstoppable. Yep. No, I agree. I, I picked Tiro versus mob because I thought you'd, you'd uh, disapprove of my uh, sneakiness of trying to include multiple fights. In my <laughs> no. Favorite anime fight because it it is really, it's episodes 10, 11, and 12. That's yeah. the fight. It's, it's all three episodes. I just picked one. I was trying to keep it narrow. But if you're going to let me do the whole thing, Kevin, I, I would obviously pick episodes 10, 11, and 12 because it's one massive fight because you're right. After he, after Mob fights uh, Teru, he does fight Tochiro and Sho, and then finally matching up against Ritsu. And then after Ritsu ends, then you've got Reagan stepping in and dealing with mob before mob ends up having his final fight with who himself yeah. right kevin and, yeah himself, and then, and then and it's over. also i gotta give a shout out like them doing the and the first anime intro to for reagan when he does his run and just the epicness of the run yep. where like you don't even care that reagan is not supposed to be a superpower character right or psychic or whatever but he's just doing this amazing run through all this disaster that of what mob's throwing at you and you're just like yes. all he says is that mob you don't notice, but I've been working out. So he just starts booking it and then like sliding down a, a building that flew at him and all yeah. this stuff is just awesome. Like, and, and I, I totally would say it is mob versus everybody, not just mob yeah. versus just one person. Yeah. It's, it's it, that, that for me blew it away. I, my jaws on the ground, Kevin episodes 10, 11 and 12 for me, when it comes to fighting, that was the absolute highlight of 2022 for me, at least. Yeah, for sure. And again, it was a highlight for me too, but I, and one that I would have to say that stands out as well for this year is from ranking of Kings is the Boji versus King Bose fight. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it, it, it's not a long fight like mob versus mob versus everybody, but what right. it does is that it's so beautifully animated with like how they animate Boji, like this little tiny kid moving around and then this super giant Kaiju King. Yep. I think if you just go just YouTube it and just look at how it's just animated, it's so animated so beautifully. It's in episode 21. And I think it just stands out at like even from like everything from what I watched on Bleach or Chainsaw Man or Spike Family or any other anime, I think it is the most beautiful fight that we we get this entire year of like they just stood out to me of I, I why you why you would watch Ranking of Kings. Like the animators did such an awesome job with that fight. That's I love your choice, Kevin, because it's kind of you're right. It's I don't think it's a fight scene that people would immediately leap to with all the other anime that are in it that came out last year. I don't know if that's like, oh, yeah, we're going to write to Ranking of Kings. But that was a it was a beautiful fight scene I, that I mean, really, it was beautiful the way they animated. 
Yeah, and I think what Wit Studios did such a good job is the scale. Because like I you agree, and like yes. I know you love the kaiju stuff, and I think when yep. it comes to like the King Bose and just the scale of him against this tiny. Tiny little, a, a tiny little dude it's like a little <laughs> baby it's like yes. like it's almost an he's an ant to this giant king basically right. and like they do such an amazing job with the scale of the fight of yes. like that this is an epic fight and then just the ending where uh, of it as well like i don't want to spoil how it ends but again it's just you it's one of those fights where i'm just like i ha- i've had friends where like who haven't watched ranking of kings i was like you like action anime right okay Here's a here, watch this fight. Tell me you're not going. You don't want to watch this show, um, oh, and and yeah. it's just one of those examples of like no, ranking of kings isn't an action oriented show like Bleach or Chainsaw Man, but right. it does such an amazing job. And Wit Studios, like for me, that was Wit Studios has an amazing catalog, but that was one of those instances. I was like, these are guys are on another level. I totally agree. I I think you you absolutely nailed it by zeroing in on the scale of the fight, and that's what's so breathtaking and makes it such a an exciting fight scene to watch. Yeah. It's and that's a great choice. I love it. I love that Ranking of Kings getting some love. Yeah. So again, and, and there were so many amazing fights, like I said there, but the, that was definitely the one that stood out to me of just in terms of animation. And then, like you said, Mob versus Everybody was another one too. Uh, <laughs> and that gets us into like the shows and movies for for the year too so we're going to start off with giving out an award for best movie that uh came out in 2022 there is a caveat that with the movies we don't get all of them here in the united states so rock and i haven't been able to watch all the ones that came out in japan but we have been able to watch some of the ones that have come out in here in the united states and a couple of the notable ones that we actually got this year was jujutsu kaisen zero dragon ball super superhero we got Detective Conan, The Bride of Halloween, The One Piece Red, and and also, um, and a, a recent Mobile Suit Gundam as well. So, Rock, what was your pick for the best anime movie you watched this year? Well, Kevin, because you were so kind as to let me go first here, I'm going to take the obvious choice. <laughs> I'm going to take the obvious one. We all know what this is, Kevin. It's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I mean, I went. Anybody who knows me, what else am I going to pick, Kevin? Okay, Kanikuma didn't make a movie, so it's going to be Dragon Ball, all right? <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of a no-brainer. Like, I thought this was a great movie, and I think you enjoyed it for the same same reasons that I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a big Gohan fan, and I'm a big uh, Piccolo fan, and it was really nice to get a Dragon Ball movie that focused in on Piccolo and Gohan. That's what made it so enjoyable for me. And I think that's why you liked it as well. It's it's it was just a breath of fresh air, really. It was great to see Gohan um really, really evolving in this movie and being able to attain his, you know, ultimate form. It was great to see Piccolo really evolving as well. I like Orange Piccolo. It's very cool. You know, you got to see some really neat growth with both characters you got to see both characters really just flex their muscle (laughs) muscles and and enjoy the spotlight and that was that was great that's what made it so enjoyable to me it was just something different and it, it reminded me that dragon ball is so much more than just goku and vegeta yeah so much more than just that and i and i liked also that the movie did a 
cool callbacks to older like the Ocho as well, like with Piccolo getting his giant form back and you yep. effort, like even saying, oh yeah, I forgot that I could do that. Yeah. Uh, like that was a, like a nice comedic bit when Krillin yeah. told him about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I just forgotten all this, like for like 16 years to use that <laughs> yeah. form. Um, and uh, and then like other things like that of like how Gohan kind of has become almost like his father where instead yeah. of being like fighting, he gets worked obsessed and that that's why he forgets about his family too. Little uh-huh. things like that where you're like, the same genes isn't just about fighting, but just the character being obsessed. And I like that. That's right. For for with Gohan, you see that with like how he like he has to rely on Piccolo to pick up his daughter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, little things like that, and then even just like the payoff of like how Pan factors into it. Like you get so yep. much more Pan, and just reminds me of why Pan was such a likable character when she is a little kid, and you just can't help but love that that character as well. Yeah. And why like so many people like like us when we were watching this of like man, we did wish that Pan was the first female Super Saiyan. Um, and you kind of still yep. hope hope after this movie that like that's kind of the road that it, whenever the anime comes back, that they they yeah. kind of go follow that along with Gohan being a main, main cast member, along mm-hmm. with Goku and Go uh Goku and Vegeta. Sure. Sure. It's it's uh did you did you uh did you like how they animated? I know that was controversial. Did you enjoy the animation the way they yeah, did I Yeah, I think it worked well this time around compared to like Brawly. Because I know with Brawly, they use the same animation style yeah. here and there with the Brawly fight versus, especially Brawly versus Goku and, and Vegeta. And then uh, Vegito. Um, but I think it worked here more so because it was completely animated in that style. I think that gave the viewer more time to get used to it. And... I'm not sure if I want the anime whenever it does come back to follow this animation style, but for a movie, I think it worked really well for, especially for the scale of it and everything. And just, I think it worked best, especially with Gohan's transformation where like you got the full spiky hair Gohan yeah. back of like from the, his super Saiyan two phase too. So. Yeah. I kind of have the same feeling as you. I like that. They didn't shift back and forth. Uh, that is all done in this st- format. I think that made it easier to watch with it all being in this style. Yeah. And I'm with you as well. It's cool for a movie something different but yeah when the anime comes back i i prefer not to have this yeah. so uh, so and superhero is a great pick again it's really up there for me even for like one, one of my movies of the year but for a movie that stood out to me and the best one that i watched this year was actually the mobile suit gundam kukurez island rock i'm not sure if you realize this but do you remember that for the original gundam show there was one lost episode that was episode 15 from the original Gundam that never actually aired outside of Japan. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So there's an episode uh, of the original Gundam that did not air outside of Japan. That was episode 15. And that is considered the lost episode of the original series. And the biggest reason why is because the series director, uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino despised the episode because of how it was animated one, because the original character designer, uh, Yushiko, uh, Yushikazu uh, Yashuhiko, he was actually hospitalized during the production of this episode. So they had to outsource a lot of the animation for this as well. So a lot of the character designs and then also the animation was so terrible and like was really badly like done where like there was character like there was like mobile mobile suits that had backwards heads or like oh, no. not animated properly so he, he hated this episode so much so that he made sure the direct uh director tomino he made sure that when it, it, it the gundam show aired overseas yeah. that episode never saw the light of day again after its original airing wow <laughs> so we've actually never seen this episode before unless you watched uh watch it on youtube or something 
Right. Uh, oh, so it's never been dubbed. And uh, Yashiko, um, the character designer um, with, with the Gundam franchise, decided let's remake this episode because I wasn't involved in it. And he became he was a character designer and art director for the original Gundam. And he became the director for this anime movie. And this is a full anime movie about that lost episode. So it's a full extended movie showing you what happened there where it's uh it's set during the uh one year war um like i said it's episode 15 of, of that original anime um mm-hmm. completely redone and it take and it's basically uh, amuro uh and a white base uh head to belfast to resupply um but as they do that uh amuro gets involved in the situation on this remote island he actually loses his gundam during this time and runs into natives that hate mobile suits hate the war and everything and so he gets stuck on this trying to figure out things out and even saves this and so it's not like a movie where it's the end of the conflict it's literally like the first part of the the series um i really highly suggest if you are a fan of the original gundam to go watch this movie um because it does a really good job i didn't like the dub too much because they didn't get the brad squeal of the original voice actor for um for amuro on this so and i thought that the english voice acting was was okay. I just right. remembered the original and I th- I liked the original better, but the sub was good as well. Um and and the dub was fine. It was just fine. It was in that I just remember Brad Swale from the original voice actor for um for Amaro. I, I just prefer him. But outside of that, I thought that the uh, um the movie did a really good job of adapting and taking a full like a 23 minute episode making it into a full movie. That's and cool. like I said, I just I just really recommend if you are an OG Gundam fan to go seek this out. It only came out for two days here in the United States when it, uh, it was like a Fandango event. So that's how I caught it. Um, and I, like I said, I really highly suggest any OG Gundam fan to go watch it. Well, I am an OG Gundam fan, so you sold me, Kevin. I will, <laughs> now that I know yeah. it's a lost episode, I will absolutely yeah. make time to watch this movie. I, I'm all in because I, I love, I yeah. love OG Gundam. My question yeah. to you is this, since I've not seen it, um, did they, did you like the animation? Because wasn't that, didn't they put CG in that one? They did put CG, but then they, like, it's also, like, traditionally animated as well. Okay. They used the CG more for the Gundam fights and stuff like that, but. Um, did, was that jarring for you, or was it? It, it was fine, because, like, especially, like, the more recent Gundams shows have really done that as well. So I'm I'm used to it. Okay. Um, and so it didn't really bother me whatsoever. Um, and like I said, it, it it was just fun to get back into that world, especially the one the one year war story is right. su- such iconic. And it, yeah, like yeah. once you start watching it, you're just like you get back into the mode of watching the OG anime, and like you actually appreciate seeing the OG anime animated in the modern day and yeah. with modern day animation sensibilities compared to kind of the older OG. When you go back there, it's a lot of nostalgia for especially yeah. the animation. The character arcs still work, but the animation yeah. doesn't hold up as well because it's so old. Um, so it is cool to see the original, like animated with the modern like advancements that we've had in animation. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I will definitely. This is on my to watch list, Kevin. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it up a little bit higher now. Yeah, I figure I mentioned the OG Gundam plus that it's a lost episode that you probably never <laughs> watched or knew about. Yeah, I figured that you would probably end up watching it right after this podcast or something. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that gets into into the like our animes of the season so we're um so this time around instead of just giving a top 10 we're going to go through each of the seasons um because we do have like anime is split up into four seasons um where it's the winter spring summer and fall and so 
we're going to start off with the best anime that came out in the winter 2022 season. And just for people that don't know, um, the notable enemies that came out during that season was Demon Slayer, um, the Entertainment District arc, and then also Attack on Titan, the final part or final season part two and Ranking of Kings. I think those are the three most notable ones for that season that were still either ongoing or debuted. Um, Rock, what was the best anime you watched in the winter 2020 CCO? This was a pretty easy choice for me, even though I I liked a lot from the winter season. Only because I've been in on this anime for a long time, I did go Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. Been watching this for years, and this has been a big payoff for me. They have really made me wait for this last season. (laughs) They have really drawn it out as much as humanly possible, Kevin. (laughs) And they're continuing to draw it out, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's this. This is a, this this last se- this final season, Kevin, is going to last longer than the, than the 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 prior three seasons combined. I mean, it's insane. But putting that aside, yeah, uh, the final season part two was just it's just fantastic. I'm not going to get into it because I, I I really think if you've not watched Attack on Titan yet, you you need to watch it. And you need to experience it yourself without getting so many of the amazing twists and turns involving the various characters and factions that are involved in this story. You got to experience it firsthand yourself. I don't want to spoil anything, but this is just such a well done anime. I mean, the story is amazing, but the way that they bring it to life the animation is just phenomenal. There are so many scenes in Attack on Titan that are just highly emotional and moving. I've always said that Attack on Titan is one of the few anime out there that have really impacted me. There's very few. I, I, I love anime, and I get into them, and, and I. but Attack on Titan has made me feel discomfort and and just depression and trauma to a degree that no anime has ever made me feel which you know now that i say that kevin why would someone want to watch a show that makes them feel all those things <laughs> but <laughs> be that as it may especially right now right uh, after post pandemic I know, I know. I don't know. It may but, say more about me than but, that. But, but uh, um, did you read the manga before you or during while well, you're during your time of watching it? Or I didn't. I this is one of the this is uh one of the scenarios where you know me. I I I'm kind of a manga first kind of guy. I just like manga more than anime in general. But I like books more than movies. So that's that's just me. Um, not disparaging movies or anime at all. But this is one where. I started watching the anime first and I didn't I didn't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. because I'd started watching the anime first and I kind of wanted to just see it through on the anime side before going to the manga and I didn't want to, a I didn't want to spoil anything and I also was worried well I don't want if the manga does some walks down a different road than the mm-hmm. anime I don't I don't want that conflicting story in my head you yeah. know what I mean yeah, yeah, and I, I know the Attack on Titan uh, manga has ended for a while, so that's why I was yes. just kind of wondering about what what you thought about the adaption. But but everything for this season, you're still into the, all the character yep. arcs, even with all the, the delays between seasons and stuff like that. You're still emotionally invested Absolutely. in all that. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent all in. It's 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 a riveting watch every single episode. Um, I I, it's amazing how with this story is this is one of the more dense animes you're gonna watch, Kevin. It it, yeah. it really is. But it's you got to pay attention. This is one you you can't watch while you're on your iPad or your iPhone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and for me, I think uh, my pick would have to be completely on the opposite end of that that <laughs> spectrum of for um because I definitely needed a serotonin boost in uh, the winter twenty twenty two. Um, season time but so my pick actually is going to be my dress up darling um oh. i'm not sure if you if you know this anime rock or you've yeah. uh, seen it seen it um it's about it's a cosplay anime where the, the main character is a cosplayer uh convinces this doll maker to make her all her cosplays and like it's just a slice of life anime uh-huh. it's by cloverworks who you may know from they pre- help co-animate the darling in, in franks and the final season of fairy tale um and they done actually quite a few animes in this past uh year so um that we'll talk about probably here in a little bit too um but i just enjoyed this so much just because both gojo and marin are such delightful characters the way that their friendship builds into an obvious romance is handled well where like you you can't help but love the both characters and like that like what what they each bring out of each other where with marin she's much more outgoing and because she's a Guido uh, type as well, so she, she does stand out more. She's much more social compared to Gojo, who's very uh, reclusive type and like doesn't really have friends. Um, and like, but they also both bring out the best in each other, and you can't help but like root for them to get together and like a- admit their feelings and stuff like that. And I think it and the integration of all the cosplay stuff was, was really fun and like what they do there and like just kind of getting into more details. I know that they don't get into all the details that goes into cosplay, but like the details that they do get into and like how much work Gojo gets into, like puts into all of Martin's cosplay is um, I think handled well just to build all, build their relationships. I, again, it's just, it's kind of the serotonin boost that I needed for, especially at the beginning of the year. That's awesome. I dig it. Yeah, I I should probably treat myself a little bit kind of Kevin, and follow your lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I do recommend it, especially for people that like the slice of life a- animes. I think it, it did really well, and um, like I said, I really enjoyed it, and it was a nice surprise because I didn't read the manga before this. Um, I know that the manga is one of those mangas that is a monthly manga, um, yeah. but. Um, it did make me want to try and seek it out and just kind of read a read ahead because I'm not sure if it'll come back for season two or not. So, um, but yeah, it did it really well. Um, and then Rock, what was the for now moving on to the next season, which will be the spring 2022 season? What was the best anime you watched in spring 2022? Well, Kevin, you know I'm going to be predictable with this one. You know <laughs> what I'm going to pick, right? It's Spike's Family Part One. Yeah. I have to pick it. It's this is the anime I was most anticipating by far for 2022 it's the manga that i adored you know i hopped on this manga with the very first chapter and just fell madly in love with it you know i i gushed to you about it was like kevin you gotta read it you'll love it it's the best thing ever (laughs) and i was excited for the anime i was really hopeful they'd bring they'd bring it to life in an authentic fashion and they absolutely did they they killed it I, the look is just the animation it just looks so perfect it's the manga come to life it's so well drawn and i love 
the they they leaned into the right as design aesthetic, that kind of mid-century modern look with the way everybody is dressed. Uh with contrasted with like that old European design. It's it's like 1960s set in an old European setting, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's it's fantastic. I mean, obviously it's like a Sean Connery Bond movie, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> So, but it just looks so good. The the I love the cast. I I really think they did a good job with the voice actors as well. I was happy with that. I love the music. I really like how they directed it. I thought they did a good job being faithful to the to the essence and the heart and the character of the manga as well. You know, it's not like they were trying to reinvent it or do something different. I mean, they really they really stuck to what makes the manga, what Endo is doing on the manga, and bring it to life in a faithful fashion. It was just so much fun. It it, it put a smile on my face. It's it's really everything I was hoping we would get, Kevin. I was so satisfied with with how they did this anime. Yeah, and I, I know Spike Family was done by Wit Studios and Cloverworks, and I think both studios did such an amazing job, like collaborating on this one. Um, Everything from like the opening, like I, I know we talked about mixed nuts, uh, the opening for that, and then like even the ending for yep. for Spikes. And I think from top to bottom, it's like kind of just almost a perfect anime where you could. It, it's really the anime I could give to anybody, and I have given to a lot of people, yes. even that are not anime fans, to say, "Hey, just watch this. Yep. This is completely different. Do not expect those anime tropes that you would find right. that maybe like why you wouldn't watch anime. I think it's one of those that." it's just content that you could give to anybody like it, it, like i would say some of the best anime like a almost a kind of like pixar-esque in terms of that of like it yeah, will grab it will grab you um no matter what 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 you're into uh-huh. um and and I, I really enjoy that aspect of it it's just so pleasant it does have it does have the action when needed but like just the seeing the relationship between Lloyd, Anya, and, and your come to life, I think it works so well for, uh, especially for this first part, the first thirteen episodes yes. made it such a good first impression. Totally agree. Yeah. So, so for Spike Family, I love it, and it's definitely probably my pick. But I'm going to give a different pick a little bit just there to give go. us a, another anime to talk about. And I know this is actually an anime rock I told you about, and when we talked about it before the hey, debut and the manga, I hope it, you're going to announce it's going to be Love After World After yes. World Domination. So that was my backup yeah. choice, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> that was my backup choice. I so, love it. Yeah. So both you and I love Power Rangers. We yep. both love Super Sentai. We we love the over the top action stuff and then you mix in the silly romance stuff and the silly like to slice of life. I think it does everything that I would hope if we ever do get a anime Power Rangers or anime in animation form. Yep. Like Love After World Domination is just such a fun ride and it mixes and it it plays with the tropes so well from like the characters, the Power Rangers in this sense, they're all like fruit based and like their call outs and everything you, you can't help but smile and then like the putty patrols of how silly they are and then the over the top villains that are in this and then you got the two core leads of the romeo and juliet types uh romance and like there how can you not love what uh what, what was done here for love after world domination it was done by project nine and it is a manga adaption uh from hiroshi noda and Tak takahiro wakamatsu and again, I think they adapted it so well. I have read the manga. I know that manga ended actually this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I thought it was such a good adaption and just good anime overall. And it just so, especially if you're a Power Rangers fan, I can't recommend it enough. 
Yeah, oh, I totally agree. This this was my backup choice. I I love this anime. You did. You told me to watch it. You're like, Rock, you're gonna love this. And I was like, okay. And I gave it a try. And you're right. The the. I mean, come on. They're named after gelato, Kevin. What? Yeah. Like red gelato, yellow gelato, whatever. Yeah. It's just hilarious. It's it's we love Sentai. And what I like about this is this anime. Clearly, they love Sentai as well. It's not done in a disparaging fashion. It's not they're not making fun of Sentai. You can tell it comes from a place of love. Like these are features of Sentai that are very silly, but we love them anyway. So let's have fun with these really silly, silly features. Like what if, you know, the Red Ranger fell in love with Rita Repulsa? Let's find out. You know, I mean, it's a funny gimmick. It's a, it, it leads for some really interesting stories. It's this kind of weird blend of of comedy, action, superhero, and slice of life, and romance all together. It's and, great, and even like the villains that they assemble for this, the like the villain cast, kind of reminds me of like watching old Super Friends, like the yes. Legion of Doom style thing of like how they they interact with each other. It's like, it's like you're like. Of course, they can't get anything done. Just do you see just how they interact with them themselves? Like, of course, they'll they'll always get defeated. And like, it, it reminds me like the like watching the old school Super Friends uh, anime animation. Yeah. The Legion of Doom was always bickering with each other. Yeah. yeah, the villains here are always bickering as well. They can't get on the same page to help themselves. Yeah. They they have like a lunchroom and all that stuff yeah. of like all their discussions, and it's, it's just silly fun. Uh, and I would say the Reaper Princess. Reaper Princess, who is the main villain who falls in love with the uh, Red Gelato. The Reaper Princess is my, aside from your, I would say your and Reaper Princess, those are my two favorite female protagonists for 2022. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love both of them. <laughs> yeah. You, you, how can you not love either one? It's just like, and like they're they're Reaper Princess has just such infectious personality from like how she's going about her first love and then even her interactions with her coworkers and yep. then like when she is the Reaper Princess, um, like it's just it, it's all just so, so funny. You can't help but fall in love with her. Yep, it's great. Good choice. Yeah, so. But yeah, so um, that gets us into like our next season, which will be the best summer twenty twenty two anime. Um, and just for notable ones uh, that came out this season, it was actually we had Cyberpunk Edge Runners, um, and then we also had JoJo's Bizarre Adventures: Star Oceans Part Two. We had Classrooms of the Elite, Overlord Season Four, and Devil Part Time. And Devil is a Part Timer Season Two. Rock, what was uh, the standout anime for the summer for you? All right, Kevin, this is where I'm going to throw you my one curveball. This is my one curveball I got here. I've been very, I've been very predictable. I know I've been very predictable. You pre you've been able. I'm sure Kevin, you're like I know what Rock's gonna pick now. This is easy. This is my curveball for you. The best summer anime. The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Mm. My choice. I loved this anime. It is it is so much fun. And you know me. I I'm the kind of guy I I do prefer sci-fi action adventure superhero anime. That's that's my that's my happy space. But every once in a while I break out and try something different. And the Who's Guide to Babysitting is really a, a uh I'd say probably like a third with some action, a third comedy and you know a third slice of life 
however you want to mix it up. But it's it's those three things, okay? Maybe it's half slice of life, another half is comedy and 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 you know action. It's it's great. It all centers around the this character who is uh, Toru Kirishima. He is essentially like the demon. He's the demon for the this Yakuza family. He is the he's the right hand man for the the leader of this Yakuza family. He's the lieutenant. He's their he's their badass killer. He's, everyone's scared of him. Everyone's scared to death of this guy. He can kill like. Yeah, you know, he can go on a killing spree and take out like an entire opposing family in a night. He's that kind of a po- you know, imposing uh, force of nature. And the boss, the head of the Yakuza family, puts our guy, Toru, in charge of babysitting the boss's daughter. She's like seven years old. And there you go. So you take this character that's normally you see in a really cool action Yakuza story, right? And you put him plop, in the middle of a slice of life story, essentially being the babysitter for the seven year old kid. And a lot of the episodes are very they're they're very introspective. They're quiet, dealing with small moments that a small kid goes through, you know, maybe a problem at school, trying to make friends, um, dealing with their parents. It's it's all little kid problems. And it, it, it takes this character that's over the top and larger than life. And puts him in a very, very quiet, real-world situation. And it makes it incredibly entertaining. Because he really takes to it. You get to see his character grow over the first season. Is I think it's 12. Well, yeah, it's 12 episodes. Of the first 11 have already been dubbed in English. They've not dubbed the 12th episode yet. But over the course of the 12 episodes, they... um it's a really satisfying character arc. I mean, Kevin, it's a legit, it is a legit mm-hmm. character arc that you get, even though each episode is, is uh, kind of a small standalone episode involving what he's doing with the little girl, but there's an overarching character arc that goes through all 12 episodes centering on, um, centering on Kirishima. And it's so satisfying to see it unveil. The comedy's great. The comedy really is funny. There are a lot of great gags. The slice of life part of it is very interesting. It's just a really unique combination. I don't know if it'll appeal to everybody, but it it it's if you're like me and maybe not naturally drawn to slice of life and you want to dabble in it, this I think is a good way for someone who likes action adventure and that kind of stuff to dabble in slice of life. I think this would be a good gateway anime. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, it kind of scratches that way of the house husband itch. If you've been yes. looking for an anime, like yep. in that tone of like following similar tropes of that, uh-huh. like I think if you've been aching for the new season, which I know that actually way of the house husband just came out, and the new season just came out uh, right. on Netflix. We got to watch that after this. Um, but I think it, yeah, that was a fun anime that scratched that itch because I've been wanting a new way of the house husband, and I found found that one, and that that was a very fun one. Did you, did you so you watched this one all 12 Yeah, episodes? it was actually really enjoyable. I really enjoyed it for um and especially I, I like coming in at, in this season that we had a lot a lot of shows that were coming back for multiple seasons. I think it was a good new one that we got for um for for the summer. And for for me, I actually will go for one that has actually been going on for a little bit. It's going to be Overlord season 4. Oh. Um I don't really typically get into too many isekai or the, like the stories with the overpowered characters from the start 
Overlord yeah. is the one that has actually caught my caught my attention um, since the beginning. And I think what Overlord season four did really well. There's some episodes that work better than others, but overall, I think the season did well of like paying off the bigger story of what the main character is doing with Momon of getting the kingdom that he has been like kind of invested in the most and now going to war with that kingdom. And now it's like setting up that he is a world power. And what does that mean for now that basically how we started off this season was that um, his guild now has taken over, has made their own kingdom. Everybody in the world knows about them. And now it's about how the world deals with this overpowered character. He is the strongest character around Every like all his subordinates are the strongest, like stronger than anybody in this world because they got transported from a video game. They were all level, like all level one hundred. And how does he deal with now having to actually be a king and all his subordinates because they were all NPCs in the previous game and they came over. They all follow everything that he does. He they think that he's a god basically. And how does he keep that facade up now, especially now that he has to deal with being a king and dealing with other kingdoms because he he is just a normal dude and he doesn't know anything about royalty or like the whole thing of like the the system for royalty and and then how it all just kind of leads into the culmination of the payoff from the that started off with the first season of him having to fight the kingdom he, that he kind of started off with and like um what i really like about this is that you don't feel bad for the kingdoms that he has to fight about against. Cause they're like all the royalty that like from these other kingdoms there, you hate them all. Like you kind of just like despise them. They should be de- like, they're, they're either make stupid mistakes or t- stupid assumptions and they don't realize the faults of their own rule as well right. of like, yeah, you think you guys are in, in peace and all this stuff, but it's only peace that you're keeping up or peace that just because you're giving other people power within your kingdom that you don't really have power. And that that's really what happens here with the final payoff. You're like, you don't really feel bad for them. It's just you feel the only reason that you would might maybe feel bad is that they're so ignorant about like what what the status quo that they created for themselves is that you're like, this is what you deserve, really. At the end of the day, you kind of like Momon needed to come in here and just reset everything for you guys. Cause you guys like it was Game of Thrones ask of like right. you guys were doing so many bad mistakes that you guys needed to go away. Um so, <laughs> That's funny. so, so I really like that. And again, it's the fourth season. So there have been three seasons before this. And I think this was a good culmination of what was built up in the previous uh uh three seasons of all the characters that you got to know of. And that Momon's interacted with and stuff like that. So uh, again, I, I really enjoyed it. It's one of the actually few Isekai animes that I that I've really enjoyed, especially when it comes to like uh, OP character from the beginning. I think that's the only one that really has caught my eye. Nice. Okay. Interesting. Uh, all right, Rucka. And um, that kind of gets us into the most I would say packed season that we got, like yeah. that, I, and I, that I could remember that it made it hard to keep up, which is the fall 2022 season. This is how we're going to end that podcast. This rock just we had so many things to keep up with. And I wouldn't guilt you if you couldn't even keep up with all the animes this season because we got for the fall, we had Chainsaw Man part two of Spy X Family. We had a Mob Cycle season three. We had My Hero Academia season six, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, Blue Lock. And then we got uh, the new mobile Gun- Gundam, The Witch of Mercury, come out this season. And that's just the big ones. We got had so many new ones and other ones that we didn't uh, that we didn't know about or have read before. That it was really a packed fall and yeah. did that definitely make it hard to 
watch everything, but out of everything <laughs> that you watched this fall, what did you, what what stood out to you as the best? That's that's an insane selection of animated to pick from Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, this was the hardest for me by far. The fall selection. Uh, in the end, it may surprise you, maybe not, but in the end, for fall anime, I went Mob Psycho 100 season three. Mm-hmm. I just thought, hey, hey, look, you know I love Chainsaw Man. You know I love Spikes Family. You know I love My Hero Academia. No doubt about it, but I mean, at the end, I just... Bob Psycho 100 uh, Season 3 was the final season for this anime, and I I just was so blown away with how well they stuck the landing. Mm -hmm. It, it, It was a great... It was a great seer, uh, uh, season, and like we talked about with the best fight scene, Kevin, uh, what made this season for me so special was I, I did not see the ending coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'll admit it, maybe everyone else saw it coming, but I didn't. And really from about episode, from episode 9, 9 to 12, my jaw was on the ground while watching it, Kevin. It's just, it, it I kind of figured, okay, well, you know what? We're going to get, uh, I, you know, maybe Dimple is going to, you know, power up and, you know, we're going to find some kind of big bad he can team up with. And that'll be the big bad. And everyone will sail off into the sunset after Mob defeats the big bad. And yay, we're all happy, right? And he gets a girlfriend and whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Typical kind of happy ending to this shonen. Uh, story but instead uh we got an ending to mob psycho season three those final four episodes were very emotional very powerful and um took the story in a a much more interesting direction than i expected and um it's it was very it was it was very immersive and i i was just blown away at how emotional it was yeah and i was going to even say that it really started kind of almost before that with the whole divine tree story with the dimple like you mentioned i think really like that's where you hit the ground running you're like oh this is the mid-season like really they're hitting the mid-season with the story that you thought was supposed to be the the big end that's right um and they knocked it out of the park with with the divine tree arc and how dimple factored into it and like everything that went into that of like all the emotional story beats it hit even like especially that ending for the divine tree arc you're like heartbroken of like what happens at the end because especially with like they they do such a good job with mob's character in that like throughout that story and then how that everything really feeds into that final ending like you said the last three four episodes of the of the show like it it, i think mob cycle three is a perfect example of a culmination like this is it wasn't very long but it didn't need to it, like the first two seasons set up all his friend group, all the enemies that he fought. And then like season three, it did the entire season did feel like a culmination of the story that was being told. We didn't need another time skip. We didn't need to do anything else or introduce other characters. Let's just, we have the cast established in the first two seasons. Now let's just pay that all off. And I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they didn't try and extend it, find ways to put in filler content. They just straight up adapted what was there. And I think it worked as a perfect payoff and like really like when you're looking back on Mob Psycho, I think it's the best three seasons of an like anime that you could think about, like especially when 
we have so much filler content and all that stuff. Like they didn't do that. They just straight up adapted the source content. And, and this is an example of why you just adapt the source content. Yep. A hundred percent agree. It, it, it is, it is one of the best it's, and you're right. It's just, you adapt the source content. That's what they did here. They didn't mess around. They didn't add anything. They didn't stretch it out. That's why these, these three seasons are just perfection for me. Yeah. And uh, when we talk about favorite characters, Kevin, for the guys, we talked about my two ladies. For the guys, Bob would be yeah. probably my favorite male protagonist from 2022. Yeah. Just barely edging out Lloyd Forger and, <laughs> and maybe and uh, Benji from Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Just barely <laughs> guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like you said, it, it, I think it worked perfectly. Um, and this was actually my pick, and I'm going to have a different pick for this one, but you kind of stole my pick up there for a little bit because uh, I thought you were going to go another way. But um, but no, no, but I like you said, it, it worked so so well, and I think the payoff even, like, them bringing back the first, like we talked about with the fight, them bringing back the first season's opening to oh. and they did it so epically, like, yes. uh, like, with, like tying it to Reagan and the way it just like moved, like like we said about the entire fight, I think the Reagan versus Mob, especially like they did such a good job and just bringing back the first um, opening of the of the show with Mob Choir, you're just like, holy, this is special. Like you felt it, like you felt it the entire like final three episodes, but that Reagan run and tied mm-hmm. to to the in the first opening, you're like this. I'm watching something special. Didn't you? I, I want to. I'm glad you mentioned Reagan because don't you love his character? Yeah. Reagan is a great character, right? And don't you feel like you really got to see and like I, often, you know, people. I think stories and fans really focus on the main character and their arc. And Mob, no doubt, has a, has a great character arc. Don't get me wrong. But I think Reagan gets every bit as good of a character arc as mm-hmm. Mob. If not, maybe even better, to be honest with you, Kevin. Yeah. I think Reagan's character arc is phenomenal. And I love that Reagan, the one guy with no powers, gets to be the final character to try to stop Mob. It made it even more satisfying. Yeah. Me, at least. yeah and I think that the show did a good job of with balancing things out with both Reagan and Mob. Like they, they needed each other yep. um, because before Mob, like, Reagan was just a con man and like yeah. we really the first ha- a season and a half I would say was like Reagan still being a con artist and yep. there's a lot of aspects of, of his character you're like man you, you kind of almost dislike him because of what yep. he's doing with mob and like how he's uh-huh. using mob but once that clips for the character and realize the character himself realizes yeah oh man I have been using mob I have I have been being a just a, a sleazy con artist and everything like that everything that he goes through with that stuff of like him realizing that and then like the i would say the the back half the season like especially season three and then like the last half of season two him being there for mob and caring for mob a lot more i think made his story arc complete of like oh yeah he is a redeemed character from like where he started and and i just want before we leave mob psycho season three i just want to say it's not all uh somber stuff there is some comedy and i think yeah. To, to, the Reagan special moves still are oh, yeah. the best bits of comedy for me because it's such it's such a oh. funny such a a great play on your typical you know anime trope of the the wild you know this is my special finisher move but for Reagan it's just like a punch to the stomach 
or yeah. Anita the Groin. There's nothing special about it, but they put it <laughs> over like it's, it's, you know, his special technique and the way they make it so dramatic. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. I, I would say damn and uh, him and then the Body Improvement Club. Anytime they show yes. up for oh, like brief interstitials yes. of like stuff like it's They're a great. It's such perfect timing. I think anytime the Body Improvement Club like the uh, like. One, I don't know how he did it, but he always had the perfect timing with any time those that that group of numbskulls <laughs> just showed up. Yep. And like it, it like it, it just worked to like, okay, we just had a dramatic moment, especially like the, those last few episodes of like yep. the dramatic moment. They appear and but and throughout the season, I think they they were like always the highlight whenever they, they came in. Definitely agree. So but awesome. And I think really for I'm gonna go a little uh do another anime for pick here is I and like we mentioned, this was such a clutter that it's hard to pick one because I I wish I I want to say just Bleach or My Hero Academia because right. both of those seasons were great, and it just shows the strength of this of this entire fall that really Chainsaw Man. I I think there's no other nice. direction to go outside of Mob Psycho th- three for this is Chainsaw Man. Like we mentioned at the beginning, Kickback was such an amazing opening and then it just gets you into the mood of just chainsaw man and mappa i know that there's some controversy with the animation some fans don't like the animation but for me i totally got it and like i don't care if they use cg for the fight scenes that the way mappa you did it it i don't know you about you rock it nothing about it bothered me like the adaption that they did it felt right they obviously it's not as grim and like with them i think this is the one disconnect i sometimes have with manga readers is that when it comes to the manga, we sometimes forget that Fujimoto and a lot of manga could have to create sense of movement in the manga themselves through like these panels that there's no movement really. And I think Mappa did a good job of translating what's in the manga source material with the movement that you would expect from an anime because they they do basically just straight up adapt what's in the manga. But with animation, you can't still frame everything. You can't just sit on a moment for two for five seconds. You have to keep the characters moving. And I think they did a good job of doing that. And like I said, I know that there's controversy with that, but I think they did a really excellent job with adapting everything. And how could you just not fall in love with the the numbskull trio of Denji, Aki, and and Power? Really, like they drive it, and then just how they got Mak- Makima over, and yep. er- and everybody from the katana here, uh, the katana devil, and and then the. And, and all the devils in this and Ch- Chainsaw Man himself of like how badass he was. And all the characters are badass in their own respect. Um, and I just think like they just knocked it out of the Mappa just knocked it out of the park for uh, Fujimoto's adaption. Um, and I, I you can't help but anticipate the next episode. And I think that's what Chainsaw Man did so well. It's like it made you anticipate the next episode. It want, you wanted to get to that next Tuesday to watch it. And um, everything was just so well done. And I, I couldn't end up asked for a better adaption for Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I, this was if it was if I hadn't picked Mob Psycho three, I would have gone with Chainsaw Man. That'd have been my backup. If if you had gone first, we would just <laughs> look around. It's not a big deal. Um, uh, and I'm with you. I know, I know the animation is controversial with the fight scenes because they do they do slip over to um, CGing, uh, Chainsaw Man's chainsaws and the fight scene. I get I get the controversy. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I understand the problem that they had trying to animate Chainsaw Man by hand. It would have been difficult or very time consuming, no doubt. 
I, I'm I'm okay with it. It didn't bother me. Maybe I don't have this technical eye to break down frame yeah. rates just when I'm watching a show. I don't have, you know, yeah. it looked fine to me. I had no problem with it. Um, I, I thought they did a good job bringing Chainsaw Man to life. I liked the look of the anime. I had no issue with it. I thought they did a nice job. Look, Fujimoto has a very distinctive style of art. And it's really hard. To your point, Kevin, like you said, it's really hard to mimic a fight scene in manga because the artist has the luxury of freeze-framing panels for these dramatic shots. And mm. it's, it's hard to reproduce that. Yeah. And I think they did as good of a job as possible bringing Fujimoto's vision to life. And I really enjoyed it. I thought mm. they nailed the characters. You know, Aki, Power, and Denji are the heart of the story, and I think they did a great job with that. They did a great job with all the various devils that they go up against. They do a good job making Makima. You know, Makima is, you could tell, they're building her up. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything if people haven't read it, but they do a good, good job building up her character for what we're going to get later. I think it's well anime. I think, like, one of the best scenes, it's not a fight scene that we got, but Makima, like, when she shows off her powers and the yep. way that that is so done, it like, to me, that was, like, one of the most standout scenes that we got all year was, like, that showcase of her powers of, like, her being at the temple and then, like, mixed in with where Denji is at that moment and then, like, how you see that and just that, that moment right there, you're, like, this anime is on another level and then you watch the entire season and you're like yeah this this anime that scene is just an example of how it is next level anime totally agree i think it's top notch uh i'd recommend chainsaw man to anyone it's and, it, and, and all these shows i think they all have great voice acting but i think chainsaw yes. man especially like both and you could tell that this was special kind of like spikes family where they needed to not just sub it, but dub dub as well. Like they, the dub came out really quickly and like, they did, came out, like compared to mo what we get most, <laughs> most of the time. And you could tell because they have, they like Crunchyroll and Mappa, they both knew like they had something special here. Um, just like with Spy X family. And I, I, the voice acting was like top tier. I think this is like some of the best voice acting we got all, like all, all year as well. Yes. Like er, both the English and, and uh, Japanese uh, subbed as well. Like both of them were excellent. I think if I had a like voice acting of the year, Chainsaw, it would go to Chainsaw Man because like bo both yeah. sides did, did such a good job of br bringing the both all the characters to life through the voice acting. And it, it's like it, the voice is kind of like how Kevin Conroy is Batman. To me, this is right. what these characters' voices are for me. Yeah, agreed. And you're right. It's, I'm glad you gave some love to the voice actors because sometimes when I see an anime, I'm like, eh. That's not the voice I had in my head when I read the manga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chainsaw Man was one of the very few times where at no point did that ever cross my mind where I was like, oh, oh, that's the voice they gave them. That never happened. It just, it just, that they spoke exactly that it just, it fit. It's exactly what my mind. Like, like a, another great example for just the voice acting itself, especially like on the, I love the English one. Um, dub is, uh, the, the, the graveyard scene and with yes. Denji and power when they're Denji and power are getting the questions uh -huh. and just the, the, the voice, the way that those characters just answer the questions that they're given. Yep. It's just so spot on with how they, like you heard that when you read the, read it in the manga, it's just like, and, and again, it's throughout the entire show as well. But 
I think that's another scene where I'm just like, here's an example of why the voice acting is so good. The voice actors had so much fun with, uh, w- with those scenes. And like, yeah, it's just exactly how I read it when, when I was reading it years ago. Yep. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, rock. Thank you again for joining me on this episode. We talked a lot about anime. We will get back to discussing manga ne- uh, next week uh, or in our next episode. And, but we did want to talk about anime because there was so much like so much anime that we did watch this year and like so many that we didn't get to watch. And I know we'll probably use 2023 to catch up on some of the ones that we didn't, we have on our queue. So, and along with everything else that we have to watch um, this new, new year, because even this new year even looks like it's going to be packed as well. So, yes. um, so we got a lot of good things ahead of us. And but like I said, rock, thank you again for joining me on this episode and we'll catch everybody next time.